Welcome back, friends. Lost Guy here, and it's time to talk about the Winter Falcon finale. And I want to talk about this as the overarching thing. A problem with this show is if you look at it as a whole, holy crap. Okay, so I want to go over this, go through characters, go through their storylines, go through it that way, not just talk about episode six. Talk about episode six as we go through it. And we will save Bucky and, and Sam for the end of it. Let's go with, let's say, the villains first, because the villains are the weakest part of this whole thing. The heroes are the strongest part, the villains are the weakest. Let's go from the big villain all the way to the big heroes. So you gotta go with Carly Morgenthau first. And we're just, we're just going right into this thing. Carly Morgenthau is a terrible villain, because she's just characterized poorly, she, there's nothing great about her, it's just terrible villain. Just not great. Her last words are, I'm sorry, not she's the power broker, or anything like that. The problem with her character is, and I'll say this about the entire show, it feels like it should have been eight or ten episodes long, which means there was too much crap in there and not enough characterization. And it's true. There's too much stuff going on in here, and it's because they had to pigeonhole so many things. And you just have to wonder what was executive uh, meddling in this thing. Because you've got the power broker, you've got Carly Morgenthau, you've got Zemo, you've got uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus showing up at the near the end... You have a new Captain... Well, new Captain America had to be part of the story. We have, you have U.S. Agent, though. You got the Dolor Melange. There's a lot of stuff happening in this story. And the thing is, you could have used this story to, of course, like have cameos and link things in the world to each other, but it's not done very well to the point that things get watered down because there's just too many things going on. Do you need to have the Power Broker in here to build up the Power Broker for other shows or future seasons? But Sharon Carter doesn't add anything to this show that wasn't already added through Zemo. Zemo and his connections could have given us everything Sharon Carter gave them. She was not important to the story. The power broker was barely anything to the story. So I guess I'm talking about her too. So Sharon Carter was really cool to see. She was really badass. I was happy with that. But she's just like, oh, hey, we need her to help here. Oh, hey, she's helping here. She's just kept being in every episode just because she was needed for things. Because somehow Zemo couldn't have just gotten those things instead to keep her present in the story so that you know she's there and she's going to show up later on to reveal she's a power broker. It just felt like they could have just not had her in the story at all and it would have been fine. It really does. So that it would have given more time for Carly to be built. Carly's an idiot. Carly is a really stupid character. She's really dumb and it would have been fine with more characterization that she's just getting overwhelmed by everything. That would have been fine. Because what we get is Carly is... They have this movement. It's it's a movement that you can understand. No borders. That's a very understandable movement. She's got a bunch of followers. Random people show up to help out. And it's a very interesting idea there that there isn't just one Flag Smasher. There's a bunch of Flag Smashers. It's, just not, it's not just Carly. And they've got Super Soldier Serum and she has more and she's going to use it and the Power Brokers there coming after her. And she's like, I got a plan. But she's just making it up as she goes along. And that's fine that she's making it up as she goes along. But she keeps acting like she's got this big plan. But it keeps falling apart, and somehow her followers are still following her. And it's really weird that she's still somehow got all these people behind her, despite what she keeps doing, and there's not enough pushback on what she does. She just all of a sudden decides we should be killing GRC people. And she just does that, and people are like, what the hell, for like a moment, and then that's it. They're just kind of not sure. Even in the sixth and final episode, they're like, I don't really know if we should be killing these people. Like, this ain't good. But they don't do anything to really push back. They just have doubts, and then they just keep going. So Carly's just allowed to do what she does. She's not getting enough pressure from the outside or from the inside. And she's just doing whatever. And it's she's not even treading water. By the end of the whole thing, she's just drowning in her own situation. 
And they could have done more with that. She should be drowning the entire way or just having more pressure on her. Characterization of her people, what they should have had is the guy who Walker killed should have been the Asian guy, not the guy he killed. Because the guy he killed was all for what Carly was doing, and it felt like the Asian guy wasn't for it. So if you had more characterization of those two, just going back and forth, one is like, yeah, this is the right thing to do, killing people, uh, being, being a harder line on wanting to do what the Flag Smashers want, this is what we should be doing, more militant style. Whereas the other guy would be like, no, we shouldn't be more militant, we should be trying to be more peaceful, we're doing humanitarian things, that's the way to win the people. And then that voice of reason gets murdered. So she's more off the deep end now, because she's with this guy who's egging her on. That would have been a really good characterization, that would have been better storytelling there, but we don't get that. The guy who really believes in her cause gets killed, and she's still doing her thing, but it's so haphazard, it's so half-assed, it's, okay, we capture the prisoners... We're only going to kill them if we have to. Okay, kill the prisoners. Like, she just keeps going back and forth on this. And because she's such a waffling villain, it makes her just not a very good villain. She could have been this tragic hero villain character who really believes in making things better, really believes in no borders and all that stuff. And then other parts of her movement do the killing instead. And she's like, no, 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 I didn't want that. I don't want these things. And then the crowd turns into what she is. She's like, okay, they want a militant leader. I guess I'm a militant leader now, and that's what I'm going to do. And it could have been then that, that the crowd creates who she is. Because that is a literary thing that has been grasped by some writers is um, the village makes the, the hero into what they are. And if the village is evil, then the hero becomes evil. There's, that's a storytelling thing, and it could have been here. Instead, there's so much waffling that she's not very interesting, and then she just dies with a whimper. She just dies and goes, I'm sorry. Very badly done, this character. It's very frustrating. Like, if you scrutinize this show enough, it will make you like it less, which is too bad. But what are we going to do? Not scrutinize? We got free time to do it, so of course we're going to scrutinize these things. So when you scrutinize Carly, she's not great. She's not good. She's not anything special. It's very unfortunate. She's a terrible character. Go over to Sharon Carter and Batrock. Why not? Batrock was just there. He just dies. Okay. It's their way of getting rid of his character. He was fine. Sharon Carter, just, yeah, like I said already, she's pigeonholed in there. They could have done more with her, made it more obvious she was the power broker, or saved it. They could have made, what they could have had is Sharon Carter could have been overzealous, and you think it's just her being overzealous to get her pardoned that makes her mess up and kill them? And so the fact she's covering up that she's the power broker, because the time to reveal she was the power broker was the post credit scene. Just do things with the power broker that make you think it's not her... Just have her do her things, and then just like, oh, hey, I'm the power broker at the end. Like, that would have been better. Just telling us she was the power broker in the middle episode, not better. It wasn't good. It wasn't a great surprise. It wasn't, it just wasn't great. It was very unfortunate. Talk about Joan Walker and Battlestar. I liked the dynamic between those two. Losing him, of course, sends him over the deep end. That's, that's the right thing to do. I knew John Walker had to lose the shield. Didn't know how he was going to lose the shield. And I knew he was going to become the US agent in the end. I knew all that was going to happen. His I'm a good guy again thing at the end was not great. Did not agree with that. Because earlier in the episode, it's a choice. Carly or the prisoners. He goes after Carly. Later on, it's Carly or the prisoners. Now the prisoners have a good chance of dying. He goes and saves the prisoners. And suddenly he's a good guy and he's patting Bucky on the back. And, and Sam and Bucky are okay with him. And to an extent, that's fine because Sam and Bucky weren't exactly hateful of him. They're just like, this guy's in over his head. And then they took the shield from him and they broke his arm for it. By the way, his arm heals really good, real quick, which I guess is a super soldier thing. That poor shield that he's got broken quick, though. And a problem that was brought up by Spiff with talking to him is, um, 
what is the strength of some of these characters? Because Winter Soldier is a killing machine, but he's barely handling these super soldiers 1v1. We should be able to handle them pretty easily. Even if they're both super soldiers, he's got the training to be able to fight them. He also got the vibranium arm. He should have been having an easier time fighting them. John Walker should have been having a hard time without the serum. Now that he's got the serum, he should be having an easier time because he's a soldier. The fact that he's 1v1-ing these, these people who don't have any training is very odd because they should be getting beat easily. You have a soldier fight a random person, just pick a random person out of the crowd, the soldier's going to likely beat them unless they have some sort of martial arts training. Like, a brawler's not going to beat a soldier. That's just what you have a soldier for. You train a soldier to be able to take out a normal person. So that stuff wasn't so great there. Now, one John Walker didn't have super soldier strength, and he's fine super soldiers, that does even the playing field a bit. John Walker's characterization I thought was fine, I just felt like more could have been done with him. They could have made him be a little more under pressure. There was no pressure from the GRC, which is weird. I complained before he doesn't have a team with him. He's a captain. He should have a team of soldiers with him. If he lost his whole group of soldiers and he flipped out and killed his Flag Smashers, that'd make sense to me. But he doesn't have a handler. He doesn't have the GRC breathing down his neck, which is weird. He should have that putting more pressure on him. I felt like he needed a, he needed a little more pressure. Because he seemed like he's this wide-eyed guy at the start. He's a nice fellow. And then he just starts breaking. And we got some good things in there. Maybe it's enough for some for me. I felt like he needed a little bit more before he broke. Like, losing Battlestar was the way to do it. Uh, if they wanted him to snap and kill someone, that was the only way was to kill Hoskins. Very unfortunate. But there were other ways he could have been unfit for the shield and not having Hoskins die. It's unfortunate. Like, the action's good. The, the fighting's good. All that stuff is very good. Um, uh, who else is there? Okay, so Zemo. Zemo, Zemo's great until the end when he gets taken. It's like, okay, he just gets taken. He didn't necessarily need to have a fight. And the conversation wasn't bad, it's just odd. He's like, has the gun, shoots, and then it's no bullets in his. That was weird. And then he's just taken and he's gone. Then he's on the raft and his butler kills the rest of the Flag Smashers. How did his butler pull that off? I don't know. But Zemo was pretty good, it's just the end part was a bit weird and off. Just a bit off. The Dora Milaje being there, I think all their stuff was good. I just think they had needed one more scene with Bucky, have one more conversation with Bucky, because Bucky should be in the doghouse to the point he can't just ask for a favor. At least we need a conversation where he convinces them to let him have his favor so that Sam can have the suit. Isaiah Bradley. Everything with Isaiah Bradley I think was good. Pointing out just uh, a dirtier part of American history. How we had the Red Tails. We had black soldiers fighting for us in World War II and they were treated poorly. The Tuskegee syphilis experiments. Having that brought up. That was good. So I think Isaiah Bradley was just a good thing, and the, the feel-good moment with him I thought was good too. People are like, why didn't you ask him permission for that? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think that was a good gesture, for sure, that Bradley would take, and he took it. Sam's sister was just there to be a, a vehicle for things, a little bit of advice. And that's the thing is, again, for Sam, it could have been Isaiah Bradley and his sister are two wings of things, just uh, talking at him, trying to convince him one way or the other. And they were that a little bit. They were kind of his conscience a little bit. But I think the sister could have had more time on that. And uh, actually, no, I think it's fine. I think it's actually fine. Forget it. I'm thinking, I'm just trying to find things to talk about on that one. I think it's fine. Isaiah Bradley gives his opinion. Sister gives her opinion. Sam makes his decision. Sam's speech at the end. Just talk about that really quick. I like the speech, but it rings hollow to some people. And I get why. Because the show went very back and forth with Carly. It went very back and forth with a lot of things. And when Sam says don't call them terrorists, it's interesting to go with that in that they're doing terrorist acts now, which is unfortunate. Now, at this point, they are terrorists. 
They just tried to kill a bunch of UN people. Uh, they've gone too far at this point. It's unfortunate. They are at this point terrorists. And he's trying to say, don't use terrorists. They're not terrorists. They're refugees. And I'm saying the people at large are refugees. But the Flag Smashers at this point are definitely terrorists. That's definitely what they are. It's unfortunate. They've gone too far by this point. Sam's trying to act like they haven't, but they have. They're willing to kill all these people at GRC. That's not good. That's not good at all. If you believe in a more peaceful way to do things, that's not good. Sam has a speech, though. But, now, you know, he's a black man wearing the stars and stripes and all that. And, yeah, that does have something about that. Like, there's there are racist people out there. It's not going to be perfect. Megan Political a second. Just the, Repu- the black Republicans saying America's not racist. Are you kidding me right now? We still have people who lived through Jim Crow. We still have people who lived through uh, the marches and a bunch of hateful things and having Klansmen do things to them. We still have those people alive. Racism is not gone. <laughs> Ask them if racism's gone. Come on now. It's just really, it's really weird to think racism's gone. It's very weird. It very much is. Grappling with racism is is definitely a th- um, a story thing worth doing. Dealing with that is definitely worth doing. So Bucky and Sam, um, I think both their stories went well. Their character arcs go well enough. It's just the landing isn't perfect. They stumble the landing a little bit. I think Sam, for him, it is that speech is is just a little. A little vanilla, I think is the way to put it. Uh, it's nightly wrapped up that speech, and I like the speech. I just feel like the show didn't do enough to earn the speech. Bucky, on the other hand, he has that talk with Yori, and just there was better wording that could have been had there. He's like, I killed your son, and I didn't have a choice, and he doesn't explain Hydra or any of that stuff. I think there could have been just, or just tell him what his son was working on that had to have him get killed. He's like, I had killed your son. I didn't have a choice. Like, what do you mean you didn't have a choice? And things like that. And we just don't get that. And then Bucky just moves on. And Bucky's like, oh, I'm cured now, by the way. Don't need therapy anymore. Stumbles the land. I think their arcs were good. Like, Bucky is dealing with his past. Bucky uh, is trying to deal with these super soldiers. Trying to just not have worse people show up. And just trying to be a hero. And Sam brings up that you've been avenging, not amending. If you want to actually do better you gotta put in the work which is good just talking to yori ain't enough for that come on now sam on the other hand he's dealing with whether or not the shield's something he wants to pick up at first he runs away from the shield he he gives it away he didn't think they were gonna have a new camp in america which was naive unfortunate and you see that naivete also when it comes to the bank loans in in the first episode as well he's being naive about some things and then it's just the word reminding him he's like no there's uh there's some things that you can't be too optimistic about it. You have to deal with. And losing the shield's one of them. And it's just him wrestling with, does he want to pick up the shield or not? And eventually he does. And I think that's good characterization. That's good uh, story arc going on for him. He's just debating it and he eventually decides to take it up. And he fights with it and he acknowledges what it means to be a black man wearing the stars and stripes. What it means to be a black man with a shield. And I think that's good. That's all good stuff. It's just, I don't know. It could have just been better. Like... It's important to know what you're talking about, though. Like, he accepts the responsibility of being the man who picks up the shield. Being the symbol of America when America is not perfect. And this is the truth about just us in general. America, it would be nice if America was more truthful about who it is. About the fact that racism does exist in our country. There are issues with the police. There are issues with the government. There are issues all over the place. 
I would rather we accepted how complicated and messy we are than to think we're just perfect, because those who think they're perfect don't grow. And that's kind of just Sam pointing out, like, yeah, we're not a perfect country. We have things to work on, and we can get better. I think it's all the characters. Overall, I think if you're an MCU fan, you're going to watch it, you're going to appreciate some things, you're not going to like other things. If you're not a fan of the MCU, I don't see a reason why you should watch this. I really don't. It's just another thing to watch on the journey through. Um, I'm hoping Loki will be something you can watch on its own that's really good. We'll see. Visually, it looks pretty nice. Overall, I, I don't think it's worth watching if you're not a fan of the MCU. I just don't think it's something you can watch standalone. I think you have to be a fan to watch this. And since MCU has so many viewers, it'll be fine. I don't know what the next talk will be. Maybe it'll be a bath. I basically did a bath with Spiff. I didn't record it on my end for it. Um, I gotta get guests again. We haven't done that yet. It's, it's, I don't know when we're going to try to get guests again. Life has been busy as well. It's easy to do these solos, even though they take some time as well. Because I don't have to schedule with others. But if we do a solo again, it probably be about Loki. We did those political ones before. Um, and there's still politics to talk about and all that stuff. And I can still do that, but I don't know. End of the day, the BAPs are just me getting my thoughts out on things. I decided to do Winter Falcon just because, well, Winter Falcon's something I was going to watch. And I was going to think a little too deeply on And that's where we are with this. But that's everything. And you can share your thoughts on things. And that right there is it. Uh, anything left to say about Winter Falcon? Actually, thinking about it. I just, I think there was too much executive meddling. I think U.S. Agent should have been more of a negative character at the end, where he's still more out for himself or more out for what he thinks is uh, American justice. Then he's just a good Gollumson at the end. And talking about with Spiff, it's partially because of the military. The, mi the military signs off on everything MCU does. And so they couldn't have him be this negative soldier at the end, which is unfortunate. Because I think U.S. Agent just being... More, I don't know, more ends justify the means kind of thing. More Machiavellian, I think, would have been fine. Because they kept bringing up Machiavelli. Zemo was Machiavellian. I think U.S. Agent should have been Machiavellian as well. And that's it. So there you go. That right there is uh, basically a podcast solo. Winter Falcon 6. I had fun with you if I'm watching. That's what's all about. Having fun <laughs> listening. That's And thanks for coming by. And see you next time.